This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Coming to you live from the Ziggurat and Omaha in caverns deep below the metro area. It's THN. It's cover to cover for Saturday, January 7th, 2023. The first cover to cover of the year. I'm trying to get fired up because I'm not awake. Stayed up way too late last night. It's ridiculous. I'm your head number one. My name is Matt Baum. I'm trying to wake up. That was a real low energy intro, my guy. I know. I'm your head number two. The internet's Joe Patrick. And here's how it works. Saturday mornings at 10.30 Central, Matt and I go live on our Discord to rap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and to discuss the question of the week live with you, our listeners. It's true. It's a live show. We need you to talk with us live. So jump into our Zoom. You can find the link pinned in our cover-to-cover channel on our Discord. I also spam it in the chat. Or you can just watch the live stream on the Faces book. If you can't be here live, you can leave us a message at our THN hotline. That is 402 819-4894. You can find that phone number on our Facebook and also on twoheadednerd.com if you need it. Or you can send an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. But before we open the phone lines, Joe Patrick likes to set up some spoiler warnings and remind everyone of the question of the week. I mean, we don't really have anything going on. There's Willow still, I guess. If people want to talk about that, that's fine. I'm not caught up, but I also don't care. We're not. We don't have any other nerd shows going at the moment, do we? I don't think we do. Not quite yet. Everything's about to start. Well, actually, Doom Patrol is back. Oh, Doom Patrol is back. Yeah, yeah Titans is back. So, if you want to rap about that, that's fine. Uh, I saw a picture yesterday that was comparing the season one costumes from Titans to the current season costumes of Titans, and it's like somebody finally realized they were making a show about comic books. <laughs> And so, like, Starfire's got a costume, Beast Boy's got a costume, Raven is wearing, like, a, a comic-accurate, like, gown with the hood and everything. It's, like, it's I weird. Saw, I saw that, too. Yeah, that show is, they are drastically trying to evolve. They're like, oh, it's shit, oh, shit, rails. we gotta keep it's the off I haven't watched any. I haven't watched any of the current season, but I, I, I can tell just by looking at it that it's gone buck wild. It's bloody as hell, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Crazy how bloody it's. It's like an old Tim Vigil comic or something. Where it's like <laughs> everyone is constantly pouring blood out of every hole. <laughs> oh boy. God. <laughs> uh, as Matt said, we've got some news. We're going to put that in the chat. Uh, and you can look at, at that and uh, talk about it if you want to. But the question of the week, the big reason we're here is to discuss the 12th annual Listener's Choice Awards. That's right. We want to hear your picks for the best and worst that pop culture had to offer you in 2022. It doesn't just have to be about comics, but if you want to talk about comics, that's cool. Uh, your favorite video games, your favorite movies, yeah. the, the, your, your worst uh, worst comic you read. Let's keep it civil. Let's not do any personal attacking. But yeah, let's rap about it. We'll listener's it. choice. I love it. I love it. Uh, I got a listener right here who's watching the Karate Kid with me, and uh, he was shocked as well. His name is JD. Got a catch. JD, get in here. How are we today, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Uh, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year's. Listener's choice. My best. I'm not going to go too much into it because I've gone on and on and on and on about it. 
which is um, Black Cloak by Kelly Thompson Fair and enough. Meredith McLaren. Tops across the board. Best comic, best writer, best artist, my opinion. Joe's Part, pick of the week down. for next week. It comes out in print from Image, finally. If yeah, you yeah. Oh, nice. Maybe you're allergic Sweet. to reading comics digitally. Now you can read it on the papers. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, I, I'm probably going to double dip on that one, actually. I mean, I've been a subscriber of the Substack, but I think I want, I think I want print. Because there's some variant covers that look pretty cool that she's been posting on the on the variant and or on the Substack that have been pretty cool. Nice. Well, and it's nice, you know, it, it's nice to if you're supporting a, a a book that you love, it's nice to have that physical artifact, you know. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And For sure. Uh, also, I want to loan it out to people. Yeah, exactly. It's not like I mean. I don't really know how Substack works. Do they just email you a PDF or something? But yeah, I've, I've given yeah. the PDFs out to people. I, I suppose but... you could, you could be that guy that just is like, Hey, I subscribed to this and you distribute it widely, but <laughs> right now I, 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 I have to, I, I have I have to think that's probably frowned upon. Yeah. But, um, luckily that doesn't happen with comics. <laughs> no, my, nope. No, so piracy my worst whatsoever. of my worst of the year, uh, for comics, um, it's kind of a blanket statement that it's something I haven't really talked about a whole lot it's kind of why I've backed off on the lake house a little bit okay. is um, the Marvel unlimited app. It's still great. I still read my comics all the time and I still love it. There's one thing on there that I just, and it needs to be addressed. Okay. Um, does anybody give a crap about infinity comics? Nope. No, I don't think so. I hate Not me. reading them that way. I mean, the, the vertical scrolling is in just untenable yeah I mean, untenable it's it, it's so hard to do storytelling that way um i mean it's it's a cool gimmick i guess that's uh, all it is like, though i think they thought like we we want to have functionality that the dc app doesn't have like oh we could do this thing and and they were like yeah. all right do it and everyone's like this sucks <laughs> i mean i saw it used uh, used well a couple times uh i think uh x-men unlimited number one where you've got Logan falling into a space station. That one was cool, but that one it also was, had Hickman. Yeah, yeah, it was, well, it was Hickman. And also it's like, it was one gimmick. I mean, like do that one issue that way and then move, move on. Let's not have an entire line of comics because the thing that, the thing that I'm upset about is the fact that that X-Men unlimited comic is like in, is in the thirties for its issues right now. Yeah. It actually has a good story that I can't stand to read. Right. <laughs> Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, no, I mean, I get it. It's it's like if every comic, if uh, if you really, uh, if a creative team you liked put out a comic and it was all sideways, like that issue of X-Force from the 90s, right? I'm fine yeah. with that once. And you had, to o- you had to open it like a calendar. Yeah, but like, yeah. if you want to do read that, that for one issue, because it's a thing right. that you're doing, like this works for this story for one issue, great. But I don't yeah. mean like now it's we're launching X Force Sideways <laughs> number one and like and that's no, all it does. And it's, and it's worse than that. It's like Marvel has decided they're doing an entire line of original comics this way. Yeah, it's dumb. And and uh, I mean it, it's dumb. You know, and it, there's a few that I that I can excuse because they're doing like reprints of like the the Mark Wade Black Widow series, and they've they've kind of rejiggered them to be the vertical scrolling and that's fine. And it's fine if you want to retell a story that way, but don't 
don't have this stuff that like in order for me to read the story, I have to put up it, with this. I yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't understand why that's a thing. You know I what I mean? Either. Like, I don't know if like reading it on your phone, maybe I, I, I don't know. Well, but obviously like, they thought it was going to be way bigger than it was and it would push more people to the app. That's why it's yeah, a thing. That's it. Yeah. I mean, just like any, yeah. anything that they do. It's, yeah. You know, like Matt, Matt and I, Matt and I use a comic app that we read our weekly comics on and it has vertical scrolling as a feature, but they're still just normal comics. Right. 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 So it's one thing if you're just, you know, swiping up to read the next page. Yeah. Right. Right. It's right. a different thing. If it's like, they've gone out of their way to make it look like, like you make it the incremental which, is moving that way. But like yeah, Marvel's always done this crap where they've been like, all right, the comics aren't enough. We got to do something more. Like remember motion yeah. comics and crap like oh, that. God, yes. Uh, Those things are terrible. Okay. <laughs> I've got some more positives. Right, to talk yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Some I mean, recent yeah. positives. I, I posted in the discord on this, um, but I just finished uh magic order volume three. Okay. Uh, the last, the last issue of that. I'm um, behind. I got to catch up. Yeah. First of all, I just want to talk about, I just feel like this is the, one of the best Miller books that no one's talking about. It's just such a good book. And the fact it that is it very good. keeps coming out with new volumes. I mean, there's a volume four announced at the end of this month. Is there ever going to be this magic order show that was supposed to come to Netflix? Is that a thing? I I, kind of hope so because I, it feels like it's almost tailor made for TV. I mean, you got to wonder what Netflix is, is thinking where they like, they paid him the handsomely kajillions (laughs) of dollars. Handsomely. What was it? Like 4 million. Yeah. And, and then they put out the one show that was a huge flop. And now yeah. it's been what, two years? Yeah. Well, no, there were two shows. There was the animated show too. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. animated show. The Super Criminals, uh, which was also not very good. And I guess was supposed to take place in the same world. But, but my thing with those is here's yeah, my thing with know. those. And I, and I don't understand why they started with those because when they, as I understood the deal, when they signed the deal with Mark Miller, it was for him to create content specifically yeah. for Netflix and magic order was the first of those creations. Yeah. yeah. Why did they go back into his catalog right. into things right. that weren't created for TV and try to adapt it when there was something that he made for them? I think, I, but I think you that know, was we were, we were, we were, too. we were supposed to be talking about one of his positives and yet we've <laughs> d- d- devolved <laughs> oh, yeah. back into, uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, I don't under, I don't understand what they're thinking, but I, uh, I need to get caught up on magic order as well. Is, it's I assume, so good. It is I assume good. Olivier Coapel is not still drawing it. No, 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 no. Uh, he just did volume one. Yeah. Stuart Eminem did volume two. What? Uh, really? It's fantastic, yeah. Joe. It's a really good and, book. And, and Gigi Caravaggio did uh, volume three. And the thing that I love about all of that is they're three very disparate artists, but all of the characters are still very recognizable. Like, you know who Cordelia Moonstone is. You yeah. know who Regan Moonstone is. Well, you can you know a, them on site. They're maintaining a style and a look to the yeah. book as well. So all the artists, like, it's like one is going out and basically says, all right, here's what I was doing here. Here's what I was doing. They're going, got it. And they just sort of take the ball and run with it. And it's, yeah, it's a great book. King of Spies and the thing that is I, also Stuart very Inman, good. Uh, Stuart Inman, I need to, like, I need you, had, you had me. I, like, I thought that that dude, like, uh, uh, retired from comics. No, no. Oh, he's uh, still around. But he's just... On the writing front, though, uh, with with you know Mars writing and and the story that he's creating, I mean the the, the elevator pitch is pretty you know solid. I mean it's basically uh, the Sopranos meets magic. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, like I read but, the first couple of issues of volume one and, and enjoyed them. I just, the thing that I love is the fact that the, the character development is so strong. I mean, the characters in volume three, they're the same characters, but they have grown and changed and yeah. become more mature people or different people based on their experiences. I mean, Cordelia Winstone alone. I mean, she starts out the, the drunken party girl that, you know, screws everything up and where she is, at the end of volume three is amazing. Yeah. It's really good. And it, it, okay. We talked briefly, I don't know, maybe it was with you about how Mark Miller seems to pour himself into a couple of his books and then just yeah. fire out premises for other And then stuff. a couple of them are, yeah. I know. Yeah, I like, know. Yes. There's so many of them that are mercenary. I just want to, I just, we'll get on that. I just want to say one last thing about magic order. And I've said this about other magic books. The other thing I love about it is, it's not just wands or guns. The the yeah. creativity he puts in the yeah. spell casting. It's very cool. His magic. It's is, not just, you know, they're not yeah. just shooting beams at each it's other. Very no, cool. no, no. I mean, they're doing things like, you know, like rewriting, rewriting the reality of a room the person's in. Yeah. Or, or, or opening a book and trapping them in the, in the pages of the story. Neat. You know, stuff like that. I mean, they're, yeah. In this, in this world, libraries are prisons. <laughs> wow. Mark Miller. I know that he's, I know that he's capable. Yeah. I know it because he, yeah, Starlight, yeah, like Starlight, Starlight. Uh, we liked reborn uh, for what we read of that book. Reborn with Very uh, that Greg Capullo drew prodigy prodigy. Uh, excellent. That's uh, King of spies is really great. King of spies. I've got to get on King of spies. I haven't read that. Mateo yet. Scalera and, is so good on that book. Yeah. <laughs> and then, no, okay. uh, you know, magic order, but then, but then, <sighs> But then we get crap like Nemesis and uh, American Jesus or whatever it's called these days. And it's just like, come on, man. I mean, what? That he but likes to do that. You see he, the, he okay, likes so to do the I posted this next book. He's got the ambassadors. Did you see the list of creators on that? Yeah. That's Mark crazy. Millar, Frank Quietly, Travis Jurest, yeah. Olivia, uh, Olivier Coppel, Matteo Buffett. Matteo Scalera and Carl Kerschel. Yeah. I love Carl. Everybody <laughs> wants to work with the dude because uh, look, we, so we talk smack about, he seems like he's got a big ego and he's kind of a jackass yeah. or whatever, but everybody wants to work with him. And I don't everybody think everybody wants, everybody wants to work with him because his projects turn into multimedia. Sure. But I also well, and think he's also famous. For he's, not an, his, he's not an yeah. asshole. And he's, Creators like him. And he's a, yeah, he pays his artists. Oh, yeah. Very, yeah, very Brian, well. Uh, Brian uh, Dingo in the chat. It's like nightclub, like nightclub was awful. Yeah, it was bad. It, it, and it, like, I, I don't understand why. I mean, I guess I do understand. It's like you, you it's like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in Jane Silent Pop Strike Back, where Matt Damon is really um, down on himself for agreeing to do Goodwill Hunting 2 colon hunting season. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben Affleck was like, I told you, man, you got to do the easy. You got to do the money project and then you can do the art project. Yeah, you uh-huh. the money yeah. project, then you can do the art project. Right. I guess that's that must be it because I, Millar, uh, Millar's ideas work on the economy of scale. <laughs> yeah, Damon Chan, get on in here. How happy, are you? Happy twenty twenty three. Yes, buddy. happy new year, happy everyone. New happy year. new year. Yeah, indeed. Everybody rested up, you drank well. Everything is great. Good. So far. Good. All right. So um, I did want to dive into real quick into uh, I, I don't have a ton of comics because I'm in a perpetual state of catching up comics nowadays. That's <laughs> but, how the world um, works. We get it. So. Unfortunately. But I did watch a lot of uh, television and 
So I, I'll just, I, I don't really have a worst of because I, I think I've avoided most of the worst of that I've heard, although I did watch a few. Um, so let me start with like the, my favorite superhero or nerdy type movie that came out last year. Okay. Um, I, I had a bunch that I was like thinking about. Um, and ultimately I said, well, what kind of stood with me? Like, I think most of them were enjoyable, if flawed for the most part. Sure. Um, but um, the one that really stood out to me that just kind of said, you know what? I had a good time from start to finish and I, I don't really have a ton of like uh, criticisms uh, was the Batman. Yeah, actually, surprisingly, okay. as I thought about it. <laughs> 100% with you. I so I over break, like started thinking about this and watched a couple, mm -hmm. you know, like superhero movies that came out there. Like, what was the best one? I think the Batman was far and away the best comic book movie that came out last year. Like it was yeah. excellent. Start to yeah. finish. It had excellent. Yeah. It had its own style. It, it, yeah. I think it nailed the tone that it was going for. Um, all the interpretation of the characters were spot on. Um, I was surprised that I actually like uh, Pattinson as, as Batman. And actually I want to see more of it. Leveled <laughs> me. This stage. Leveled me. Uh, I had no, yeah. And I wasn't like walking in like, all right, Pattinson, you son of your skinny, you know, night twilight. Yeah, vampire. No, I, like, it's like, all right, let's like, see what he can do. And five minutes in, I was like, okay. It's God, like, yeah, you know, there, uh, there I think every every uh, fan or at least every guy fan goes through this phase right when they're younger. And it's like Hayden Christensen. Screw that guy. He's awful. You right, ruined right, the prequels. Right. Uh, Robert Pattinson, sparkling vampire nonsense. But but those guys like they're actually really good actors. Yeah. That have been in really amazing projects. And so by the time the Batman came out, I was like, yeah, Robert Pattinson, that dude. Like, yeah, he. He made his name on Twilight and good for him because he probably made bank. And now he gets to do like stuff like the lighthouse and the Batman yeah. and yeah. Uh, all this crazy stuff. Uh, but I thought the Batman was excellent. I would like, I would like uh, the next one to be like maybe a little bit less of Bruce Wayne still being. I agree. He broody. Oh, at this point. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, we get it. I don't but disagree. It's just like, but I think he learned that. I think we saw that. Like that was the. I like to see him be. I like to see him grow. That's where the character, character. Yeah, that was the journey the character went on. He realized like I can't just be this like monster, and I can't just be a hermit either. I have to be both. So yeah, right. I, I have a feeling that's exactly where they go next. So and that's where the ending. I, I interpreted that too. Um, and for the TV series. Uh, again, a lot of TV came out last year, um, and I enjoyed it. Like you know, some honorable mentions. Like you know, I enjoyed like like uh, most of the Marvel uh, stuff, like JD was saying too, for the most part. Um, and uh, you know, the boys and the Peacemaker. I kind of had them tied in my brain in terms of like uh, also in that honorable mention point because I just love watching. I was hooked for every week. But my favorite and the one that kind of stuck with me for the entire year was actually the Sandman. Yeah, um, the yeah. Sandman so had good. that. Yes. And, you know, personally for me, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge, you know, huge Neil Gaiman fanboy. So just seeing it, this kind of come to life almost exactly as I would have imagined it. Yeah. And even the changes that occurred, it was perfect to me. Like it, 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 was, it, it was so much better than we possibly could have expected. Yeah. Because it, it clearly, you know, this, this, this project, this, this comic Sandman, has been at some point in the works for the like since it was still going right yep. people have been talking about it's, adapting it's sandman forever. to a yeah. movie or yeah. a tv show Decades. or whatever yeah and for it to finally happen with with neil gaiman's like not only his stamp of approval but his actual like 
blessing. involvement yeah. in the process. Yeah, correct. Uh, it, it, it just, I couldn't, I couldn't have asked for better now as with, far as an adaptation goes. With all this said, and I'm, this is not knocking the show cause I love it, but I think it was almost so good and so perfectly done that it suffered a little bit with some audiences mm. because of that. And like, if you're into Sandman, you're in, yeah. if you're yeah. not into Sandman, like my wife, when I watch it, she just like, I would turn it on and she would groan. Just like, really? Uh. It's certainly not marketed for like your mass media audience. Like it's no. not, it's not, I don't want to say, like, I don't mean this in a demeaning way, but it's not like dumbed down. Right. I mean, like, it's not, no, like, not at all. It's not yeah. like D it's not like D Sandmaned, Right. Okay. You know, right. for a, for a casual or civilian or audience. Like it's like spoon no, fed you, you to you. Like, like, like Obi-Wan it's, it's was. Funny. You know, they're like, oh, yeah. don't well, worry. It's Star Wars. I, I've never talked about that, but that's a whole other, like, uh, I, I couldn't stand that shit, but, but, um, but no, but I, it's funny you mentioned that, Matt, because my wife actually had the exact opposite. So she's never read a Sam Conic in her life. Okay. Um, and she watched that show and all of a sudden she just got engrossed in, in the entire lore. Good. And here's the funny thing Good. about it though. And this is what I brought about the changes. There's a lot of stuff that he, it, I think it was also a benefit that he changed certain things like, you know, the DC connection and all that. And right. there's not a ton of that type of lore, like, like Dr. Destiny, for example, the changes yeah, right. he made to John D was perfect because you kind of just understood where he came from. He's not the same human like, monster. Like, where, he doesn't, like you know, what's his deal? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't show up at the justice league embassy right. <laughs> exactly. and, yeah. and talk to Martian Manhunter. I'm also, I'm yeah, so glad, like I'm see, so but. glad that they did. So they're not in a situation. Situation where James Gunn is like, do we have to put a bullet in this thing's head? I don't know. Which it seems that that's a whole other topic. Yeah. Actually, uh, I, I, I know I don't have a ton of time, but I did want to touch on actually that segue a little bit to the DC stuff that's been happening. Jesus. I, I'm just, just watching again, just, just from you know eating my popcorn, watching as all this, this shit goes down. Yeah. And I find it amazing that The Rock tried to politic his way like he was in wrestling to it's kind like of set himself to, up as the top. <laughs> He tried to do a January 6th insurrection on the DC yeah, universe. Sort of. of. And like, but look, it was more smooth. I, it, was, like, yeah. <laughs> it was way more smooth. And I love I love Rocky. I love Dwayne Johnson. But mm-hmm. I'm sorry, man. Black Adam was not a good movie. And it did no. not light the world on all fire. Right, all right. It was okay, well, a joke. I, 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 okay. like, I, I like Black. I liked the Black Adam movie. I love The Rock, but I don't want The Rock in charge of the DC right, movie no. universe. That's, and that's, that's another, what I'm getting at. That's the other he, thing. There's a fundamental misunderstanding here. On the of the character, Black Adam yeah. is not Superman. Black Adam he's is not hole. supposed to lead the DC universe. No, like, he's not no, dude. the Justice League <laughs> yeah. of any sort, or second in charge, no. or anything. And regard, Dwayne so. is like, "Let me write it. I'll just write it. No problem." Like yeah. he's Black Adam as Batman. Like, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, now he's a uh, in the in the days in the days since uh, his shit got shut down. He's been posting vague stuff like. I've just had the guts to fail my whole life, man. Oh uh-huh, yeah, I know. You know, hey, yeah. the jabronis just don't get—they just don't uh, get what I'm all about. If but, you watch his <laughs> show, the guts to fail. If you watch Young Rock and NBC, you'll see, man, that guy was a survivor, and it's a f- great show. It's actually really. I love, young, I love young Rock. <laughs> like without, uh, my I will favorite say part about they gloss over about Black oh, Adam. Oh, my favorite part about Black Adam was that. Um, Black Adams. It was either the Shazammed up version of his son, or oh yeah, that, or whatever. But uh, but one of the one of the characters from Black Adams flashbacks was the guy that plays the Young Rock in college. That's on right. Young Rock. 
That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Like, Wait a minute. That yeah. guy looks familiar. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man, it is. <laughs> it's like, young to wait. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> anyway. All right, guys. That's all I got now. Uh, for the rest of everybody. But as again, happy to be back and happy new year. Hopefully we have a fantastic 2023. Happy new year to happy you. To have you Good buddy. to talk to you, brother. Good. Happy new year. Brian Domingos. Get in here, will you? Yeah. You know what? I miss that guy. I miss Brian Domingos. I feel like it's been forever since. I'm, okay. Final thought on Black Adam. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm not saying it was terrible. I'm saying it was not good and it did not set the world on fire. <laughs> like, that's it. All right. It was pretty, but there was almost no story whatsoever. So it's a pretty flat movie. It was flat <laughs> as hell. It's true. It's like, flat. I found myself going, meh, meh. Yeah. One of the Facebook groups I'm in is like a trade paperback selling and think, you know, buying and thing. Oh, cool. Some, someone posted a, um, a link to in stock trades. They had the uncanny X-Men Inferno prelude omnibus, which is like the stuff before Inferno. Um, and it was $25. Was for there like enough this for giant book. So that's, I was like, that's kind of a steal. It's kind of a steal. And it's all like the, you know, the Simonson X factor stuff. And it's the, it's all the, I don't know the, 10 issues of uncanny before inferno yeah i guess they did build up to inferno for like a year didn't they they, it's one of like it it is crazy how he did that and the page like that would it's it was a once in a lifetime kind of thing like you know you're never going to do that but him it was right it's like right after um they go to you know they die right and then they go to it's it's just that stuff it's between their death and then the outback the beginning of the outback until inferno like that stuff okay um and it's just so it's crazy to see the way that they work and to see the stuff with um like this is the first appearance of Genosha. Yeah. And like the uh yeah. oh, and, wow. and the, you know, which I it's kind of like it's always been there for me, you know, like when I was started reading right, myself, yeah. you know. But it's like how the how they kind of accidentally show up on this island and they you know, um Madeline Pryor gets like sucked into that that internet thing you know like there's like a computer and the oh, guy God, you, God you about transfer that. he transfers people through like modems yeah yeah yeah, and yeah, so yeah. he accidentally <laughs> goes to this thing and then and so much of it like it's wolverine and rogue being like it's like they are so great together yeah and like their dynamic is so fun because she's like invulnerable and, and a little crazy and she doesn't care and he's invulnerable and a little bit crazy and he's like the heart and so she's just like pounding and smashing stuff and he's like, careful there, darling. And she's just flying through shit yeah. and destroying everything. And it's like, oh, it's a, it's so much fun. Those like, are fun I, times I, for the X-Men. It's like that. It's, it's great. It's like, it's that reinvigoration of like, these characters are so great. Well, and, and it, I hate the books now. Even, but, X, you know, even it, X Factor, like had finally gotten away from the BS that it started with. They're like, all right, we're not going to do the thing where we pretend to be anti-mutant we're and come pretending actually to be the mutant rescue, Ghostbusters. which is the dumbest premise. <laughs> well, it's, it, it, it's, it's, these issues are right in that, like jeans back. Um, and they, and Scott finds out that Madeline's not dead because he sees her somewhere and he's like, wait, or that she died, but that, that she has died, but, uh, that Christopher is alive. Yeah. Like the baby's alive. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to go find the baby. And Jean's like, I totally get it. And like all this like crazy stuff and beast is, um, he'd been infected by one of the horsemen. So every time he's strong, he turns dumber. Oh, that's like, right. That's right. And, <laughs> and he's just like, it's like the worst. Ri- it's, it's this crazy beast stuff, but like he's in like the brown and yellow costume. And it's just, it's, it's really like this weird 
classic gap in my reading. And it was really fun to do that. I don't know if it's still available on the site, but 25 bucks. I I picked all those up. I used to go down to the quick shop in Prairie Lane and buy, and I was just glued. I needed it. Oh my God. Loved that. And I bet they they can't hold up that well. (laughs) I mean, it's like the, the new mutant issues are bad. You know, I mean, it's just as bad, bad. but you also see that like Inferno is sort of, you know, Ileana's fault. Yeah, because she right. messes with that like demon so much that he's like, I'm going to get revenge and I'm going to use Madeline to do it. And then she's like, turns out I'm more evil than everyone. But well, he doesn't know that. But you know, keep like, in mind, every time there was a problem with a demon, limbo, anything like that, it was always Ileana's fault. A hundred percent of the time. I mean, she, she basically stop like pants messing with that. Like all you have <laughs> to do is never go back to limbo and this will be fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah. She, she like basically pants this guy in front of everybody. And yeah. he's like, I will have my revenge. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was and sim. so, yeah. So though, you know, the, the Simons and stuff's beautiful and kind yeah. of fun. And then, um, yeah, it's all just crazy. It's, it's, it's a good, fun read that I, that was like my over Christmas read. Um, but the other like really good, I, I made a list. It's mostly DC cause that's the stuff I really pre-order and that I prefer, but Arkham city. I love that mini series. Um, yeah. Ar- with Dan waters and, and the artist called Danny and it's just Arkham is all the, all of the people are let out of Arkham and they start like living in Gotham and they're trying to be normal and it doesn't work. Yeah. It's just this crazy, and, and like the ten-eyed man is there, and they oh, are right. Okay, I, it's like Arkham. It's like Arkham City, and then it's got like a subtitle, like a weird subtitle, right? Yeah, I remember so that Matt reviewing it, that on the show. It's it's really 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 good. Like really like the art is good all the way through. Um, they use this doctor who's one of the therapists there as kind of like the, the through line character, and her just keeping a secret but trying to fix things, but then realizing like oh things are more messed up than I thought they were like you know, the ten, she realizes that the 10 eyed man is like not as crazy as he seems um, and all that stuff. And it's a six the issues of the world. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's terrific. I read um, the first three. I need to finish up because the art is gorgeous. God, it's I love really Danny. Good. I really like Danny. Yeah. Danny is, is it depends on a lot of stuff, but everything goes right on that book. You yeah. know, like the, the coloring is really great. Um, and Danny was able, I think, to put the time in to make it all look up to snuff because there are times where like the, as the arc goes on, it gets sketchier and sketchier. And, but this is consistent all the way through. It's, it's a lot of fun. And it's not black um, label. This is in the regular DCU, right? I, I don't recall. Yeah. This is after like, what do they call it? J day or, or oh, A-Day. Gotcha. Well, it was yeah. after all like Arkham gets like gassed and then Blown people get yet. let out. Right. Um, and you know, and it's alongside the uh, Arkham tower stuff that That's happened right. in detective, but it doesn't really talk about it. it so it's sort of future state is what was going on. Yeah, which, you know, it's, you know, whatever that stuff is, it's, it's, it's exists on its own, um, a little bit. It's wherever, it's wherever that stuff with Jon Stewart happened (laughs) off in some weird corner. (laughs) I forgot like this year began with like that future state stuff coming to an end. And we were just like, what are they even going to do? And by June, they were just like future. What? (laughs) I don't know. What are are you talking about? (laughs) It's it's been, yeah, it's, it's really been a, a real like long journey of getting, you know, shaking everything out. And now we are, you know, in this new, you know, Lazarus planet world or whatever they're doing, right. but they seem to be, a, it's another kind of gentle reboot launch thing. I'm, that I'm they're glad. Doing, so I'm, yeah. I'm glad because you can't, I mean, like, look, 
the it's idea a new of Dawn, future state, Dawn of the DC, jumping into the future a little bit to show us some stuff, fine. But you can't be like, yeah, Gotham City rebuilt into like super future city with robot stuff all over the place, and they're like, ah, take it all down. Take it all down. Put all it away. Right, right. We're doing it again. We're, 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 yeah, I know. we're, yeah, that, we're digressing away from, from Brian's point. Right. I'm, I'm basically, I'm ignoring all like the James Tynion stuff. Cause who cares? Like yeah. it, whatever yep. he did, he did, I don't know, 30 issues and they're completely forgettable. Yeah, and absolutely. We don't need them. So was that all? Just, oh man, that's, it was, wow. it was from 86 to, he was yeah, like about a year and a half, right? maybe 120 maybe it was a while uh, but i mean god yeah i mean it's maybe it was three years it just yeah, it's actually not it was like and two and a half years i think you're right um so it was a while but um and the other was so that there's before? a couple that was after tom king yeah yeah he took over for, he, tom, king. tom king was supposed to do 100 and they he was were supposed to do 100 like, and he got cut short no right. no more they you moved him over to that terrible enough. Batman Catwoman miniseries. It yep. took two years and, and who Just cares? Yeah. Awful. <laughs> awful, awful, awful. Um, good. It was, it let him, let it go die in its own corner. So um, the, um, so some other, some kind of graphic novels, Callie, we talked about a lot um, is that uh, dark horse book about the uh, kind of the, I don't know, the not assassin, but she's the, uh, the woman looking for revenge in that weird desert future world. Um, it's just terrific. What was that um, called? Callie. Callie. It's that's right. That, um, um, it's yeah. If you can find it's it, a graphic go novel. get it. Yeah. It's a graphic novel. It just was one book. And then, um, it was amazing. There's a, a, and there's a book from, uh, Jerry Duggan, um, called dark room, which is, it was a, an image graphic novel, um, about, I think it's about, a, I don't remember exactly like a PI. It's, it's sort of a horror book, but more like crime mystery. Um, and there's like photography stuff. Cause he's, he's a photographer and all, you know, uh, Jerry Duggan is a photographer, like all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's a really interesting kind of, unfortunately it's volume one because I always, I don't like, I want it to be one thing <laughs> when I, when I get to the end and it's like, yeah, continue, yeah. for part two, I'm like, yeah, all right. Do I really want more of this? But I completely um, missed was, this dark room. This came out in June. I totally missed this. Yeah. And what's, what's funny is that the artists on that, um, is like local to me. Like he lives like 25 miles from me. And I had, and he was in like the, like the music scene that I was in like 25 oh, years ago. Nice. Which is, it, <laughs> I was like, Oh, I was like, I recognize that name. And I look and there's like seven mutuals on Facebook, like all those things. It's like, I completely know who that guy is, nice. but he's an amazing <laughs> artist. He's like amazing. So it's a really beautiful book and um, it's kind of a fun, if you like horror and crime, it's a good thing. Um, and um, INJ uh, Coolbard um, did Salamandre, which came out at the, I think it was in November, it came out from Burger Books. Um, and it is like one of the, it's a European feel. I didn't even know they were novel. still doing Burger Books. That's good. Yeah, though. they're still coming up. That's great. good. I'm glad. Yeah. Some of them are, are just like worthless, but you know, for the, you know, it's like Vertigo, like not everything's a hit. Yeah, no, like, some, sometimes it's Preacher and sometimes it's Sebastian O. Sure. Sometimes, yeah, or or other stuff where it's like, did anyone, did literally anyone read this book? Right. You know, like those, like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. But this is a um, maybe 150 page graphic novel about a boy who's, whose father dies and he he was like an adventurer, like an, he was like a Jacques Cousteau advent, but like a little more amped up in sci-fi adventurer who goes on a mission and dies. And then the son sort of loses his um, inspiration. And then he goes to stay with his grandfather. And there's like this cold war East and West Berlin thing going on. 
and it's just this really intricate thing. And it's, it, you know, my son is the same age as the kid. And it's just like, it hits all those like emotional punches and it's beautiful and heartbreaking and sweet and all that stuff. It was definitely on um, a lot of best of lists this year. I, I, I definitely saw it on a lot of lists. I it came out late in the year, which is one, you know, it's like all the, they always do that like yeah. best of 2022 on December 1st. It's like, there's a month left guys, you know, like, <laughs> right. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's okay. If it comes out in January, I mean, like it's we're true, doing today. but also like, look, if you're trying to get your movie nominated for an Oscar, you got to release it at a certain time. Right. So if you, and I, and I guess, you know, you're going to, you know, Christmas gifts or something you want to, you want to yeah. get stuff, you know, people to buy stuff, but that's why they crap I mean, out like, all the I movies like we in were, January. I feel like you know? we, uh, I feel like we were safe putting out the Golden Beppo show the last week of uh, December because ain't nobody putting uh, no. Extreme X Men number two on their list. No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Do you guys read those yet? They are horrifically awful. Oh yeah. We, we reviewed uh, we reviewed Extreme X Men this week. Yeah. The show went oh, up man. yesterday. Real. Cool. Uh, and let me tell you what. Spoiler alert. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not only bad. They like literally suck. They are so. It's yes. like it's terrible. Chris Claremont, you had, it's terrible. You, he he had no idea. He 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 had no plan and no idea. No, they're, they're and awful. he's not trying. Um, it's not. This is not because you can see Chris Claremont when he's trying, when he shows up, and he's like, "All right, I got this." And typically, I roll my eyes and go, "Slow down, there, Chris." You know, but because he's got this huge idea for this thing, and it actually right. starred in a comic book. You know that I wrote forty five years ago, and there was this one panel where this character said this thing in a universe. Like this is. Nothing. This is just. This is not that. Yeah. All it's right. Like when he, They're when back they, in when their they, spandex. They're wearing sunglasses. They, uh, They've got tattoos. When they dusted him. <laughs> when they dusted him off in the early two thousands, and they put him on not one but both of the main X Men books. Oh. And um, oh. you know, it, whatever. It was a big thing. It was obviously an event. You right. know, they made a, a huge stink about it. They put good artists on the books at the time, and like in that storyline, he like creates a whole new race of like. Not mutants, not in humans, but like something like that, like a genetic offshoot kind of like he had all these big ideas. And then and now it's just like, you know what the people want? The return of Ogun. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I don't ever want to see Ogun again. Yeah, I <laughs> Those, really the, don't care. <laughs> that Claremont in, in 2000, like it's amazing that he wrote for 17 years and then took an eight year gap, you know, and then he comes back and he. I mean, those books were unreadable before yeah. he came on. So, like, I mean, I read every issue because I was, you know, you just do. Sure. But he like, may have been replaced. So, this, it may not be oh, the same were, Chris Claremont. He may have been replaced and we just don't know it. You know, like the aliens came down and went, we need this guy and we're just going to put this guy in his place and nobody will notice. Well, <laughs> you know? I mean, think about the seismic shift that happened between 1991 and 2000, you know, yeah. in comic storytelling and, and writing and all that. Like, true, it true. was a di- it was a totally different medium. And he just came in doing the same thing he did. The same and they thing, weren't right? they weren't bad. They just weren't they they, they were weren't better good. than what was coming up before. They they weren't and that's good, how I and that's were, how yeah. I feel about all of those Marvel nostalgia books where yeah. it's just like yeah. we have to cater to the people that can't handle Ms. Marvel because it's too woke or whatever. Right. You know, it's an SJ, it's SJW agenda book. Let's put out a comic book where it's Joe fix it in Las Vegas or Spider-Man still wearing the alien costume or whatever, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Whatever. The new, the new fantastic four. Yeah. It's, it's like, and, and in, there's obviously an audience for it cause they keep making them. And I just, I can't be bothered to care. Yeah. Do not care. I'm out. Um, so I read this book, uh, it came out in uh, November. It's a graphic novel from Mark Guggenheim and, um, Howard chicken, um, who did, they were, they worked on, uh, they were, did, uh, a blade series that was like pretty okay. 
like, I don't know, 15 years ago. Um, yeah, it was, but, a, was it a max book that blade, <sighs> that blade max book? Maybe. I don't know if it was max, but it was like it, because they relaunched uh, blade a few times while those movies were still kind of, a, they did. I, I was doing kind of a, a dive last night looking for different things and how, the, the number of like, attempts to make you know like trying to make fetch happen on black widow <laughs> right, and blade yeah. and like yeah. guardians of the galaxy like all they do is relaunch books over and over and over again and nothing sticks like yeah. it just does not stick yeah. and it's it's amazing how many black widow minis have been around since 2000 like right yeah there's like 15 and no, like did you know mark wade and chris samney did have run does anyone remember that yeah and it was really yes, good because like, it was excellent. It was really it was good. beautiful, but like it's just like gone. It yes. just but it's like, bl- it was blink and you'll miss it. Yeah, it was. It, blink it only lasted it like ten issues beautiful. or something. It, it was, was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. it's like, it, but it's gone. Um, right. So they, so this book they did, it's called Too Dead to Die, and it's a. Um, That's a great title. It's very like so. It's about a secret agent from like the eighties who is now old, and he um, has to. He finds out he has a daughter, and he has to go like find save her. And it's a very basic trope that could be really good. It is an awful comic. It is so <laughs> bloated. And it's like the the worst Howard Chicken artwork you like, think about the worst artwork you've seen him do. And it looks like it's even it's like so smudgy and awful, it's just unbearable. So and he's a, been working with these They build a um, Simon these, Cross thriller. Is Simon Cross a thing? Is that like Simon Cross think, is a thing? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah Simon I, Cross I, is a character that has appeared before. Okay. It's weird. I don't, yeah, I don't, it, it, it's like, it feels like it's either an old character or they're trying to make it seem like an old character, you know, like from the yeah, archives right. kind of thing. Um, it's just awful. And the, the coloring is so ugly and like garish and like neon orange and purple. And like, it just, it doesn't fit at all. And I don't know, like Chaikin's been finding, he's been working with all of these, um, artists these color artists for like probably 10 years and they're all they're just they have not been the right fit forever and he just and it's like howard chicken being like i need someone to make me look modern make me look modern kids you know get in here and do something crazy to my art so it looks better (laughs) uh. (laughs) yeah i mean his specialty is like a close-up of a of a guy's face smirking which is good he's the best at it Mm -hmm. who's better than that him and like absolutely you know um him and, and like, uh, you know, McGu- you know, McGu- Kevin McGuire, like they're like the best smirkers, but it's just, it's the awful. The coloring is awful. And by the end I was like, I just want this to be over. Yeah. Shaken is another one of those guys where it's like, look, you're a legend. We appreciate it. You did a great job back in the day. Please no more. Please just stop. <laughs> it's, it's, it's time to stop. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, it looks, exa- it's, it's exactly like everything he's been doing, but the coloring is even worse than you can. Ugh. I'm looking at it right now. It's Ugh. so, it's completely wrong. It's, it's so bright and awful and awful, awful, awful. Um, so that's the bad. Uh, there's a lot of good, um, but the, that is a, um, a dis, uh, you know, I try to order graphic novels and stuff that I, you know, that look interesting and had a cool Dave Johnson cover. Um, and I figured, Oh, I, I've liked what these two have done before, but sure. Stay away. Yeah. It, it isn't, it isn't you know F minus. I, I, I might be wrong about this, uh, Simon Cross. I think you're right. I think it's just, I think it's something that they were trying to imply had a history. Oh, really? So they were trying to yeah because I googled like Simon Cross comic and all I find is two dead to die yeah that I was googling it as well and I couldn't find anything so I don't know yeah it de- yeah it, I mean I wouldn't be surprised if it was some old one article pulp thing but it, it definitely has that like but yeah like Simon Cross is like a poor man's James Bond and it's 
And now he's like some old guy. He's in the book. He sleeps with, I think two women. Right. Like it's like, ooh, what are, and they're old. Like he's an old guy. He's got this old, he looks like Chris Claremont with like the big bushy beard. And like, <laughs> it's so it's a bizarre comic and it was not kind of what I thought it was going to be. And it was, worse than I could imagine. Yeah, Chicken so, is like um, one of those guys where it's like, I get Chicken likes cheesecake, but man, you cannot draw sexy women, dude. <laughs> like you can't do Like this picture that you've drawn, I understand just, technically it's pornography, but this is not sexy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there was that. I mean, uh, listen, you're talking about the comic. artist, the creator of Black Kiss. Yeah. yeah. Black Kiss. Black yeah, Black Kiss. Kiss. That was it. It was just like, yuck. Ew. <laughs> like every, and I'm not like prude or anything, like whatever, but I'm just like looking at it like, ugh. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like amateur pornography, right? Yeah. It's like, it's not. Yeah. It's yeah, like, it's, it's just like, deep. it gave me a feeling like I'm a dad and I found my kid's notebook and I opened it up and he had drawn a bunch of peas going into V's. And I'm just like, Oh, <laughs> ah. it's like, Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> his storytelling is good, but I don't like the figure work. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. like his, his yeah. layout, sir. Yeah. Impressive. <laughs> yeah. It is a, there you go. Brian, we're going to keep rolling here. It is always good to talk to you, my man. Shazam. How hey. are we? Hi. Good. How are you doing? Good, buddy. Happy, doing good, Happy buddy. New Year. Let's we'll start right. Happy New Year. So let me, I'm, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to get into Let's the get things into that. It. Let's get into it. I'm going to get into the things, the things of this. This is the thing. So the best <laughs> thing I read. Frank, from, the thing. What's the thing? The thing. The best thing I read from 2022 in comic books was actually, okay, so I, I may get some, you know, I may get razzed for this one, but uh, um, it, it was the, uh, what was it? Amazing Fantasy number 1000, the story where Spider-Man, you know, it starts off with Spider-Man dead and then, and then winds up, he's in the hospital and it, it's just oh, all the yeah, whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that story. I, I thought forgot it was so that was this year. That, Man, I like that Parker. issue. It, it was, was great. great. It was so great. It was really and then, good. And then you get, you get the end scene where he jumps out of the, out of the room to save somebody who's getting mugged in his hospital gown yeah. and his entire ass is hanging out. Yeah. And, and his wife is yelling at him. It's like, what the hell are you doing? I was, I was dying. It was fantastic. It was really good. Yeah, I liked that issue. I it, did. it was, it was, a, it was a great issue. I love, I actually really love when, when they do little vignette pieces. I think they're great. I think it's, I think that it's a great way to tell stories to kind of get it out there to even to get people into the comics, because it's like, tell, tell a bunch of little stories, sell it for like two bucks and then get people mm-hmm. to buy it and get Absolutely. interested get invested absolutely you know? that's exactly like when, what they the didn't Wednesday. do with timeless this year yeah but like yeah. action comics 1050 it's setting up yeah. all the stuff that's gonna happen to superman Actually, this year I just it read was, it I it was great it. it was great you got yeah, a little it's great. like this character's doing this this character's doing this this character's yeah. doing that and i'm like i'm interested in all that Let's yeah go. me too you know <laughs> like great i'm like this is this is like the first time i've been interested in like like a comic series in a while um, I, I want to say the best, the best thing though, overall for me for 2022 was Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I, it was yeah. absolutely the yes. best thing this year, th- this past year. It was way up there. I cannot wait. And I, was, I cannot wait. I was thinking about it like sci-fi wise. <laughs> we got a, quite a bit of sci-fi this year, but sci-fi oh, wise, yeah. it was like that or Star Wars Andor were the two that oh, stood Andor out for was me. Fantastic. I, yeah. Yeah. I, but I got to say for me, it was, it was definitely Star Trek because, you know, I'm, I'm an old 
you know, I'm, I'm an old school Star Trek guy and I just absolutely loved the way they handled that. The old school Star Trek. Yeah. It was beautiful. And, and it was great. I loved it. It was beautifully done. The acting, I, I absolutely love Ethan Peck as Spock. Yes. He has, I, I like him better than, um, uh, what's his name? Zachary Quinto. Definitely. Oh, I agree. You know? Like, look, I liked I really Kinto's do. Spock, but it was so like, yeah, Kinto's doing a Spock impersonation. Yes, he's right? doing a Nemo impersonation. That's what he's doing. And Ethan yeah. Peck is yeah. doing like, well, this is how I would play Spock. Yes, exactly. And, exactly. and it just works. It works. And so one of the well. things I, I did want, I did want to comment on one thing about Black Adam is I, I thought now I saw Black Adam last week and I, you know, it was like, I think who, who said it, Brian said it, it was flat. It's yeah. a flat movie. It's not, it's not great. It's not awful. Um, but I thought, one of the things, and it made me feel really bad at the end because they did not keep him as Superman. But when when yeah. Superman shows up at the end, I'm like, you know what? Henry Cavill is a really good Superman. Yeah, he he's is. not Chris Reeves. He'll never be Chris Reeves. Yeah, but yeah. he's a really good Superman. And I think that potentially they should kind of like revisit, may revisit that down the line. But you know, it, it is a shame that they're not keeping him on. But it's like. All right, what are you going to do? You want to tell stories with a younger character? Yeah, you know, right, I right. and well, I always thought, and I always that. thought that the I don't think it's just yeah. that. There, I was listening to um, a show on the Ringer Network, Bill Simmons podcast, yeah, and I can't remember. They had someone uh, like works for Entertainment Weekly or a writer or something that was talking about it when the whole thing went down and was like, look. Yes, we all agree that we everybody likes nobody dislikes Henry Cavill. Yeah. That is not yeah. the problem. The problem is the baggage that comes with mm. that character from those movies that DC has to get away from. They have to. Yeah, and, and it's like this, carry, it's like with Wonder Woman. Like uh, they're in this position, right? Where like Gal Gadot, another perfect example. Nobody Gal, yeah. doesn't Gal Gadot, like Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. G- even Jason Momoa. Like yeah, like I know that you don't like that movie, but a lot of people but did. I, I like Jason Momoa, and I think he, right. he looks and it's just good like, as Aquaman. You know, and, and they've oh, got sorry. like Aquaman two is coming. It's coming out. Yeah. Whether like it's it's made right. It's practically done. There, and so we're gonna get that movie, and. It just it, it it muddies the brand, right? It not right. not muddies the brand, but um, it, it definitely they brought James like, Gunn. Kind of they brought James the Gunn. Brand. Yeah, they brought James yeah. Gunn and that uh, Peter Safran uh, in for a reason, and it's not to just keep limping along Zack Snyder's version of yeah. these characters, yeah. right? And and, and I, I mean I agree with that part of it. You know, I agree so with as much as I like people were like. Uh, and this was one of the stories that came out this week. That's uh, in the um, in the chat is that people were were saying James Gunn. There's no Wonder Woman. James Gunn is not going to do Wonder Woman in his in his uh, initial plan for the DCEU. And James Gunn had to come out and go. I never said that. I like I debunked this rumor. Uh, yeah. but he's also not saying anything like we're happy to continue our relationship with Gal Gadot. Right. You know, he's just they're not, saying like, they're yeah. not the same thing's going on with this Ezra Miller BS. There, there was a story yeah. like earlier this, this week or last week where they were week. like, that, Oh, yeah. like, Oh, people are saying, you know, like maybe James Gunn will keep Ezra Miller around as a flat and blah, blah, blah. Very like unlikely. all of that yeah. turned out to be bullshit. That is yeah. spread probably by people that have money in the film that are like, no, 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 we've spent so much in this. We need to get this out. And yeah, James like Gunn came I, out and was like, I don't have anything to do with that movie. They can do whatever they want with it. I don't have anything to do with it. 
I didn't yeah. say anything about it. It's not part of, you know, what we're working on. So don't ask. I don't know. It, you know, like, the, the thing I, the thing I read was basically like, there are insiders, like there are executives at Warner brothers at discovery Warner, whatever it's called now, where, uh, who are just convinced that Ezra Miller's flash is going to redeem <laughs> not only that actor, but also, you know, that cor- that, that version uh, uh, of the, of the universe. And it's like, like Ezra Miller, they, they have made their apologies. They're going through therapy and whatever, and all this stuff. And they're people feeling are much better now. <laughs> right. And it's like, people, like fans are going to forgive. They, and it's like, and then in that same mm-hmm. week, a story came out where it's like Bill Cosby is going to do a comedy tour because yeah. he knows he's still got fans out there. And it's just like these people are delusional. Yeah. Don't yeah. Just stop it. Absolutely. Just quit it. Well, no. Okay. Like it's one thing if you it's one thing if you decide we have to put this movie out somewhere because we spent all this money, shunt it on to on demand or whatever. But that's exactly but, what it is, Joe. It is less than delusional. It is strictly business driven because they it's know money. Right. the vast right. majority of the people that would go see this movie probably don't even know that Ezra Miller did anything wrong. They are not right. paying attention like we are. They're just people that, right. I don't know, man, I like the flash. You're like, oh shit, is Superman? I think Wolverine's going to be in this movie from what I heard. Like they <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, yeah, know, exactly. you know? <laughs> exactly right. Yes. 100%. You're absolutely right. Yeah, like, and they're we are paying attention. They're catering to that audience. Yes. Yeah. We are in the yeah. minority. They want, it's just, I mean, just like any of this stuff, people forget. You know, like, or people aren't paying attention. So we'll it's, just put it out uh, there it's like, um, make our money. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a study in risk versus reward. Exactly. Right? Yes. Where it's like, uh-huh. look, yeah. man, we understand that JK Rowling is out there being real nasty right. on the internet with her transphobic turf nonsense. But on the other hand, we just poured $60 million into this open world, Harry Potter universe video game. And right. we really think people are going to like it. It's like, even the J.K. Rowling stuff, though, I don't know if that's a great example because she. But they think, but they're right is the thing, right? Is you know, that they're going to yeah. put out this poison pill and people are still going to take it? But that's it's even yeah. more removed. It would be more like if one of the Harry Potter kids that were in the movie was like, like you know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess you're splitting hairs between creator no, and but, actor, but, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like they are J.K. Rowling is not in the forefront of anything other than she's the author. You don't pick up a she Harry Potter book Harry, but and she go, profits from it. She, she profits from it. I agree. I'm right. just saying like in this case, it just comes down to raw business. That's all it is. Raw yeah. business. We need this to be a hit. Yeah. We need this to be a thing. So we'll say this stuff. They don't believe it. They know it's a train wreck. They absolutely do, but they've got oh, yeah. to get this Wait, out and they've got and to I, make this I money. Still, I still think that uh, that back that Batwoman movie or Batgirl movie is still going to see a day at some point, uh, whether it's whether it's streaming or whether it's I mean, like a maybe. DVD bonus. There was a no, CBR no, story point. this week where it's like the the Batwoman director and co-producer are more than willing to work with James Gunn. They're not mad at all. <laughs> like, of course they are. Well, yeah, <laughs> they want a job, with them, right? You know. But guess what? They made a piece of shit movie, so they're probably not going to get hired. So. Yeah. Allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> according allegedly. to. Right. According it's to like, according to Warner Brothers, it was. A it's like the look, it's man, like the Roger Corman. Uh, if we look Fantastic at the if we look at the stuff that Warner Brothers has put out that they think is quality, I would shudder 
to think <laughs> what they think is bad. <laughs> okay. Well, the, the big yeah, I mean, the biggest problem with Warner with Warner Brothers was that they kept they would put out these movies and and there was you know like okay this is connected to this but this isn't connected to that right but Batman's not connected to anything yeah you know yeah. Uh, like Shazam like right. still yeah. where is Shazam the, is Shazam actually connected to it or not yeah because if it was I, he should have been in Black Adam at the end Black well, Adam should have been a Shazam movie it just should have been a Shazam movie I mean I I agree with the, I, I agree that a Black Adam solo movie was kind of a just an uphill weird. battle to say the very least yeah but uh, Shazam in my mind at least did it right because you could yes. make a movie where there are no other characters that show up except at the end they have that sting yeah where superman shows up yeah. at the school to make uh freddie look cool right and and that's like that's all i need i all i need is for you to acknowledge right and they could have just done their own thing and never crossed over with anything all as long as they just acknowledged the fact that they were part of a larger universe sure. but instead sure. instead we get yet another version of Batman right. who is clearly not connected to anything that has come out from the DCEU because it's a different actor set in a different time period yeah. with a completely yeah. different backstory. Oh, and don't forget there's a whole different Joker in yet another time period that oh, has yeah. nothing to do with Batman. <laughs> like, right. It's just like, guys. And I liked it. So it's a very, bizarre. it's a very well-crafted film and I bet the next one's going to be completely nuts the, the and Joker awesome too. Joker movie was phenomenal. But like, it was phenomenal. But what are these? But, like, but does it fit? <laughs> what you know, are what, these? The they with, don't fit. What yeah. was the yeah. deal with Bruce, with him going to see Bruce Wayne and accusing his what was it? he was accusing his his Bruce Wayne's father of being his father wasn't it there in the Joker Something movie like that yeah, yeah he like he, he like he approaches I mean that was in there but I think that was that was more a product of was his that, mania I think yeah yeah I was story. I was yeah. saying was that like a delusional yeah that you was know, like that was a product of his mania it was I mean it's such a great movie I loved it I thought I thought it was a you know a portrait in in uh, how we treat uh, mental illness in this country. Absolutely. Um, and, and it really, really was well done, but, but at the same time, to, like, does yeah, that like, have to be done with a character like the Joker? The Joker. Yeah. Because right, the, exactly. my, the best thing in my opinion about the Joker is Joker lives in a world where Batman's there and fights. Right. Him, you know, and yeah, right. Right. <laughs> there, right. There's, like, there, like you can excise, you can excise every piece of, Gotham lore from the Joker movie, and it would still be the same movie, right? And, yeah. and so just take well, the like, name yeah, out. Uh, you know, like he can even put on like good even, or bad. He can even paint himself like a clown and and sure. call himself the hot man. Like, or or good, good or bad. At that point, you have to wonder why. Like, why are yes. they even? Why are they branding this like a Joker movie? Do they it, think it, more it was people a, will watch it? Right. Exactly. Instead it of was a weird this Joaquin Phoenix art film, like wh why do they think that that's a good idea? I, now, I don't you know get what? It. Actually, yes, I'll bet that's why. Because they yeah. said this will get eyes on it that it wouldn't if we just made a film about mental health, you know, right. and a crazy yeah. person. I mean, sure, it's like, people it's go like, see that. It might win an Oscar because he's in it, but it made a hell of a lot more money because you called it the Joker. Yeah. It's well, also like probably the most successful. John just uh, Tverdik in our chat just wrote. Yeah, it's probably the most successful DC film financially yeah. because they made it for nothing right that, budget, that yeah. movie didn't cost shit yeah. you had to hire a but, couple I mean, famous it's people as, that it's was as, it it's as connected it's as connected to batman you know because they mentioned bruce wayne as it is connected to deadpool because uh zazzy beats was in it <laughs> right yeah no i mean <laughs> it's like no 
No. Like she played Domino, but no, it's this is not a Deadpool movie. Yeah. Um, but that's what Warner Brothers, their whole franchise at that time was Yeah. We want to make as much money as Marvel is making. And I'm not saying Marvel's not in it to make money. They absolutely are. But they had someone driving the ship in Kevin Feige who said, We want to make as much money as possible. We want to be blockbusters, but we also want to stay true to the feel. We want to make good with the fans and we want to do, you know, do it the right way. And DC was just like, us too. Bam, movie, bam. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, hold up. They tried tried to do that when they made Green Green Lantern. And Green Lantern was so abysmal. Yeah. That, that they just be like, God, oh, we give up. Right. Oh, and <laughs> Sony, Sony is following suit. Sony has learned nothing from this oh, DC stuff. Sony. Sony like looked at all like, well, we're not doing that. We're putting out high quality shit like Morbius. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah Morbius. <laughs> yeah, Let's Morbius. do Black Hat. Uh, well, Morbius, Morbius is an Morbius, internet meme hit. I don't know if Morbius you guys know. Morbius was worth it's it just meme, for yeah. the memes. Uh, so like, I guess the bottom line for me is that if, if, if Warner or DC or Discovery or whomever is making these decisions at the top of the pile, I know it's not DC, but it's definitely, it's definitely somebody in the corporate structure. If, if they are saying we want to make movies, if they, if they had said, we want to make movies that stand alone, you might have sequels. You might have one woman two, you might have one woman three. Sure. But we want to do stuff like the Joker and the Batman and mm. and have them stand on their own. That's fine with me. Right. Yeah. But they also tr- want to do both. <laughs> yes. Right. They wanted to do the Marvel thing too. Right. We're having our and cake. And they're not like they're focusing on their attention is yes, Jim, exactly. The black label movie. It, it could have been like a black label mm. style. Absolutely. Where it's just like Superman year one. Batman, you know, like that sort of thing where it's just like, this doesn't yeah. fit in with current Batman, but who cares? Doesn't need to. Because and it's its own thing. They've built it as that. It's its own I, thing. I got, a, I got a friend at work who agrees with you 100%. He's like, I'd rather see a fractured DC universe putting out one one or two really good movies and maybe the others are flops um, because this way, you know, he's like, a good movie will stand on its own. Yes. A mediocre movie is going to get dragged down by a terrible movie It's if it's right. connected. Yeah. And he's like, I mean, he's got a good point. There's a, there's a, there's, you know, that there's a very famous phrase, like a rising tide lifts all boats, yeah but a lowering tide also <laughs> sinks every boat into the muck. It's true. So right. you've got to, you, you can't, you can't serve two masters like that. You've got to yeah. focus if that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, instead of like limping along with this half-assed attempt at a shared universe and then also the Joker and also the Batman mm-hmm. got off. Yeah, stop. And it. that's yeah. why I'm so glad. I'm so hopeful for these new guys, James Gunn and the other guy, to come in with a plan and a yeah. cohesive like. Like he's like it's an eight to ten year plan for this like first pass at what what we want to do, and like that's great. That's, that's already awesome. better than everything DC has done. <laughs> absolutely, no, absolutely, right. no. and, and yeah. yeah, and and. We're excited. Here we are talking about it. We haven't been excited yeah. in a long time. Yeah, Frank, definitely. We, circled, we circled back around to being positive about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Frank, we got to keep moving here, guys. man. But it's always good to talk to you, buddy. Thanks, yep. Frank. Take care, Happy man. New Year, bud. Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. Time for voicemails. Or I should say, it's voicemail time in the ziggurat. Time for voicemails. What is this, my first day? Come on. Hey, boys. This is John. Uh, I just saw that you were asking for some of the favorites of 2022, 
and just want to touch base on a few things here. So for comics, moved away from getting singles a long time ago. So I, I mostly get collections or original graphic novels for the most part. What really blew my skirt up this year, of course, there was two reckless books, Catwoman, uh, Human Target, The Good Asian. All those things were fantastic. I'm going to kind of go the Joe route on this one and something that kind of surprised me. I was expecting to like it, but not as much as I did. And that was Night Eaters book one. Uh, that's uh, coming from uh, Marjorie Liu and Sana Takata. And it's just this wonderful uh, story about these kids who are the you know first generation born from immigrant parents, uh, uh, Chinese immigrants. There is uh, like all this crazy demon and evil stuff going on, but there's also this wonderful mix of the family dynamics. Uh, you have this overbearing, just absolutely plain, rude, horrific mother. I mean, the way that she treats her children and a father that has nothing but love and patience with them. And obviously he has love and patience with his wife. There's a lot more going on with the mom and the dad and why there are these strained relationships. I don't know. This one just really hit me. I find myself, I read this back in, I want to say October when it came out. And I still find myself just thinking about it like a couple times a week. And to me, that's a mark of a fantastic book. So anyways, uh, you all take care. Have a great 2023, I guess. Is that the year we're in? That's the year we're in. Good call. Um, I saw that book on so many best of lists. And I'm like, Jesus, I got to go check this out there. That's the same team that does Monstrous, right? Marjorie, uh, Marjorie Lou, yeah. Is it the same artist? Think, yeah, it must be. I, I think, think it's it the same be. artist too. Yeah. And like Monstrous is another book that like every year is on people's top 10 list. And I've, I don't think I've read a single issue of it. We read number one for the show. Uh, and I don't think we cared for it. Really? Okay. Well, yeah. I'm going to check it out. It's beautiful though. It it's like beautifully drawn. Gorgeous. John, good to hear from you. Happy new year. Thank you, John. sure who this is hey guys this is ander again uh, i wanted to answer the question of the week which is you know best and the worst of the year i'm gonna start with my worst because i want to end with a high note my worst has got to be uh marauders by steve orlando this Ooh. new run just is falling flat for me the yeah. last run was fantastic but this one it just it just isn't hitting and like one of the worst things for me is after reading Hellions and finding Quanon actually getting like some depth and personality outside of her relationship to Braddock, they just turn her into a generic ninja girl yeah. in Marauders. Mm -hmm. So that's real rough for me. My best of the year, I was wanting to pick Zadarsky's Daredevil or McKay's Moon Knight. But the late entry of Exterminators has been way too much fun. <laughs> like the characters fun. all are very in character while still being crazy and outlandish and fun. It has been so fun to read that series. And I know technically it's not over yet. They got one issue coming out left. But as a late entry, I had to bring it in there. So thank you very much, guys. You have a good one. Good answers, Andrew. Yeah, and thank you, Andrew. Yeah, he's right. Steve Orlando's Marauders. It's like <laughs> Orlando's one of those guys. We just talked about him this week. Scarlet Witch. We loved it. 
It was great. It was amazing. But amazing. it's like he either he either knocks the ball out of the park or grounds out to first, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, it's a shame because I've been trying to get, I've been trying to catch up on X books. I fell way behind, uh, during 10 of swords because I hated that crossover. Um, but I had been reading all of them, literally all of the X books because I was so invested in Hickman's nonsense. And, so I've been trying to catch up and I caught up on all of the volume one of Marauders and I was like, yes, let's do it. And then it relaunched. And I, before I even had a chance to start reading it, I saw everybody panning it. And now it's like 10 issues in and I'm like, oh no, I got to get caught up on Marauders, but apparently it's very bad <laughs> and I'm, I'm sad about yeah, that. Yeah, you can stop. It just... <sighs> Because I, I loved, I loved that first volume. I, did I thought it was so good. It was fantastic. It was really good, and it's just fallen off. It, but it That's also feels like Orlando's just sort of treading water with it, like while they wait to do something else. I don't know. It, it's not good. Let's get into our worst. Know. Let's get into our worst. Let's give our All answers. Right. And we decided what, like, we talk about a few things. We're not just gonna do comics or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so for me, uh, my let's start with worst comics. Of, let's start with comics. yeah, yeah. Worst of comics for me, uh, uh, I'm not happy about the continued force feeding of Alan Moore's Watchmen universe into the DC universe. I don't need it. I don't know why we're so obsessed with it. I don't know why they keep doing it. But for me, the number one on the list for biggest disappointment has been Jason Aaron's Avengers. I just, I can't. It's so aggressively mediocre. Like it's almost it's almost worse than if it was just outright bad. Uh yeah. Because if it was outright bad, you know, that's one thing. It's but underwhelming. It's, it's just completely If it's just like every issue is just like a a deflated balloon, right? Yeah. It's just like okay. Yeah. That's an yeah. And and it's been and it's been the same. I think he's been on this book. I I read a I read a thing and I don't know if it's I, I can't believe that it's true, but he's been on this book for like years, at least five years, 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 right? At least five years. And I just, it's, I feel like he's been telling the exact same story the entire time. Yeah. And not just that, but, and it's not interesting telling the story, getting to a point where he can come back and reset that story and then tell it again and come back and reset that. Like keep right. doing it and doing it like, dude, maybe it's time to stop. <laughs> and know? like, I mean, I, I love and Jason I, Aaron. I think Jason Aaron is a very talented writer. Yeah. His, right. He's not his Avengers. I, okay. So just the other day. I can't remember what it was. Oh, no. I was looking at for our covers of the week where I'm like, all right, what's the best cover of the week? And there was an Avengers. Uh, it was one of Jason Aaron's Avengers books. And he was like a variant. And he was like Avengers 80s variant. And I looked at it and I'm like, you know what? Why are they not using these characters? Why is why is Tigra not here? Why is a Scarlet Witch not here? Why is Vision not here? You know, like, I, right. we're playing up, like, the new Ghost Rider who I don't really care about, and, like, other people, like, the Echo is the Phoenix and crap, like, I, I, it's, yeah. I don't need this Avengers as a prophesized team of yore that's always been in the universe. Like, oh, no, no I hate that shit. No. I, that's, that's, that's not 
I don't need that. Yeah, like let's um, get Jason back Aaron's to, first. Bring uh, Jason Wonder Aaron Man back in here, you know? Like, let's do it. Let's get back yeah. to the Avengers, baby. Jason Aaron's first issue came out in 2018, so it's been four years. Jesus, of the same thing, and that like, look. He did a long, he's, he's known for doing these long form stories. Sure. Thor was a long form sure. story, but Thor had, it had different acts. Yes. It shifted characters. Yeah. It had like, it, it was dynamic and exciting. Thor is a great example of what Jason Aaron can do. Avengers is the polar opposite of Thor. I think in Jason that Aaron, it's just so uninteresting. He's not a team book guy. He's just not. He can do a family book. No problem but he's not a team book guy. And um, I don't know. I'm not trying to sound like old grumpy, we're not my Avengers, man. But like, this does right. not feel like the Avengers at all. It doesn't feel like the Avengers. Right. Exactly. And, and again, yeah, like I'm not, I'm not the sort of guy where it's like, it's not the Avengers if uh, X, Y, and Z aren't in here. You know, though I do like those characters. Like I would love it if it was Tigra, Wonder Man, Vision, sure. you know, but Instead, it feels like a list of characters that Jason Aaron and Marvel yeah. want me to care about, and right. I don't. Like, like I, I don't care about the new star brand. No, I don't. Not at all. Nobody cares about the new star brand, Joe. Nobody does. I know. And no, you know what the most interesting thing about Echo is? Not that she is the phoenix. Right. The whole idea, yeah. like, you have a character that is deaf, Right has a disability and has come up to be like a, a daredevil level fighter. She's amazing at what she does. Don't give her godlike powers. You are defeating the purpose of that character to show us that people with a disability can still be total badasses. Once you like amp them up, like, oh, oh, now she's the Phoenix. You've completely defeated the idea of the character. There's no right. reason to do it. And, and like and Ghost Rider Hawk is not an Avenger. Ghost Rider yeah. is fundamentally not an Avenger, you know? And yeah, Blade. Like Nighthawk, I don't need Blade. From the, I don't want Blade Nighthawk from the Squadron either. Supreme is here? Right. Why? Like, why? Like, I, look, we don't need a Batman on the Avengers. And if you want to do a Batman on the Avengers, then there's plenty of other characters you can grab. Plenty. Grab Night Thrasher. Fuck it. I don't care. Put him in there. <laughs> like, yeah. Whatever. Uh, so, like, yeah. So, Avengers, biggest, uh, like, I've read bad comics. Like, there are lots of bad comics, but I've ne I've not been more disappointed in a franchise that I love yeah. as much as I've been disappointed in this run of Avengers. Um, so, my answer is also a team book. And I think you may have even forgotten that it's still happening this year, but mine goes to Brian Michael Bendis' Justice League. Because yeah, it, that comic book is not good. It was the most underwhelming. And now Justice League did everything right. Everything we just complained about in Avengers is not the problem with that Justice League book. Batman's there. Wonder Woman's there. It's not like we got a bunch of losers on the book that we don't care about. All the characters that I love are there in the Justice League. Brian Michael Bendis is writing the Justice League. I should be excited about the Justice League. And month in and month out, I kept waiting to get excited <laughs> and finally just right. going, Oh man, Nope, I'm done. And I just stopped like done. It, yeah. I the mean, same way he felt though, about the I Legion felt... that he was doing, like it, who cares? And the justice league versus Legion. Oh my God. Just, that was awful. Stop. No, uh, just go away. That comic. <laughs> it's um, yeah, a waste of your money. Yeah. Uh, and, but to be fair, like I felt the same thing about Scott Snyder's Justice League before Bendis took over where, it, where they were trying to force this Perpetua thing and the, 
and the you know the doorknob that unlocked the cosmos or whatever I'm nonsense. Not I, I'm not saying I liked that, but I will say that was Scott Snyder trying to do a very Justice League thing. I'll give him but that. Yeah, I, but like, but Bendis, it's like I don't even know what he was trying to do with that book. It uh, the thing like yes, I agree, and. and so I'm rereading, not, not like it's an unfair to compare and contrast all, constantly, but just as a just as a comparison, I am currently in the middle of rereading Grant Morrison's JLA and Grant Morrison understands that concept. It, it just like um, it, it kind of in a way that most writers never have quite grasped. And it's that you can have these icons on the team, right? You can have this team of gods walking the earth. Right. But not every adventure has to be like reality as we know it is being rewritten. Yeah. It can just be like, right. Earth is in peril. Right. Because we, we, always we went to, go, to an alien planet yeah. and fought Kanjar Roe sure. or Despero or like. Or somebody that even, hates, you know, Batman that we forgot about got really right. amped up and powerful and like or, is all uh, of a threat. Like one, right. of those, one of those is a, a really wonderful two issue story where uh, that version of Starro the Conqueror came back, you know, before they kind of made him back into the Silver Age version. Right. He was that big green. Uh, and it was just this, this one town that got taken over and where everybody was asleep in this one town. And then Sandman showed up and brought the justice league to South Dakota to stop star. It's like, awesome. You can like, that's why you can do that kind of stuff with the justice. Like not everything has to be the multiverse, but DC has been super uh, guilty of that for the past five just years stop now, it where it's right? like just every story every time like they can't help themselves it used to be planet clapping right that i, I would call it they're just like oh man these two planets yeah, planet clapped together, together. Right? like oh no you know and now it's every villain that shows up for a big storyline wants to rewrite reality we had four books this year they, the the yeah. flashpoint thing with jeff johns Right, reality being rewritten and changed, and blah blah blah. And then we've got the John Stewart Green Lantern thing, where he hates reality, he's rewriting reality. He says the new <laughs> gods are a bunch of jerks. And then Dark Crisis, I'm pariah, I'm back to rewrite reality. I'm so sick of reality. Like guys, slow down. <laughs> right? Just slow no, down. you're right. Take it easy. And, and and that's what I want from Avengers as well. Yeah. You know, I want a story where it's just the Avengers. Fighting Count Nefaria. Sure. Or, or all that. Or, or the, the Masters of Evil. The Kree sure are being jerks today. You yeah, know, like, like not not like <laughs> uh but it's it's the Masters of Evil, but it's the Masters of Evil from every universe, yeah. and they're like all space Hitlers. Right. It's like and oh like, cool. Like oh the Dark Knights meddling of, of no, friggin' yeah, cut, cut Avengers it out. now. Just like stop you know, it, man. Do it. You've got so many great characters that we can play on and we can visit and stuff. And I'm not saying don't give me new characters. I'm fine with new characters. Let's do new characters. Great. What I don't need is more multiversal mashup versions of characters that are even more badass than that character on Earth. Because when we take care of that character, when you knock off the mega Doctor Doom who conquered all of space and time, when the Avengers beat him kind of makes the regular Dr. Doom look like a piece of shit, <laughs> yeah, right. doesn't it? Like, yeah, it's like, 
You should have no uh, problem kicking our Doctor Doom's ass now. I, like I, I, uh, uh, it's like, man, I just got done fighting the Red Skull possessed by the Venom symbiote. And yeah, that guy was really tough. Like normal Red Skull is just a dude. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I might just kick him in the face next time I see him. Shut up. Come on. I am, I am one hundred percent with you. It, yeah. And it's not like again, I like a multiverse story now and then. Yeah, I like that. I like a crisis, you know, but. It doesn't have to be all the time, every time. It, like sometimes it's okay for the masters of evil to be, you know, whirlwind and absorbing man and screaming Mimi for sure. and Baron Zemo. Like it doesn't have to be this nonsense. It, it doesn't have to be like, well, one devil was bad enough. How about an infinite number of devils? Yeah, that's just it. That are invading the Citadel at the end of space and time and right. blah, 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 just, blah. Just slow no. down. Just slow down. That's all I ask, you know. So let's talk about let's talk about some good thing. Oh wait, worst comic book movie of the year, hands down, Morbius. Oh yeah, um, with, with with a bullet, no question. But I did have a blast watching it because it was so funny to but, make fun. It was so fun to like, and that's good. On I'm it. just saying, don't give the creators or Sony any credit at all because no. the only no, 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 reason no. Morbius is great because of all the nerds on the internet that did it, the it, hard right. work. We, we made. We took a, we took a, we, you know, we polished a turd, right? We took a, we took a, we took a bad time and, 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 and made a good time out yeah, of it. And hats off. it has nothing to do with what the creators, uh, no. like the creators have no, they don't get, uh, they don't get any, any credit for no. um, and I think us having fun with Morbius, Morbius shows that like, look, the internet can do really great things. It can like, it's not all just, like, misogyny and racism and, and pornography. Like, sometimes we can all agree, like, this sucks. Let's make fun of it and have a good time doing it, you know? Right. Even it's Jared like, Leto got in, in on it, you know? <laughs> it's fun. It's fun putting the word morb into different yeah. words. But it's do not, not, hasn't gotten old yet. Do not give Sony any credit whatsoever. No, 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 no. no. need to stop. They need like, I, to stop. If you were to ask me, if you were to ask me, Joe, would you rather just like laugh and have a great time, you know, dunking on something MST3K style, or would you rather have all of these characters in the Marvel universe telling legitimate stories? I would give, I would answer the latter. Yeah, please. of course, of course. No, definitely. Um, for me, I, I like, I, this is going to sound like a cheat, but it's not it, for me. Like the worst movie wise was just watching DC implode slow motion implosion in real time <laughs> this year. It was one and of, you know what? And to me, that was also kind of, it was kind of the best and the worst it's kind of. Yeah. But like, this yeah. was just like DC tripped their pants were around their ankles. They tripped and they tried to figure out how to stand up for 10 months. <laughs> just, yeah. just failure after failure after failure. And like it, Oh God, it, it was just painful to watch. It, like Absolutely nothing, painful like, to watch. nothing, nothing screams. You guys had no plan. Yeah. Like them coming out and allowing Henry Cavill to say, Oh my God, guess what? I'm Superman again. Yeah. And then literally, yeah, like two weeks later, it was over. Yeah, I don't think anybody had a worse. Most, how did you not know that this more was embarrassing? How did you not know? Yeah, like, look, 
the year started with Chris Rock getting slapped live on television, right? And we're yeah. all like, oh my God, that's one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen. I think what happened to Henry Cavill might be a little more embarrassing. Because it's just like, this is not how business works. We know Will Smith is a crazy person. We get that. Crazy yeah, people right. do crazy things. I get it. But you are a company hiring an actor. <laughs> like, you're a major company. Like, it's just shocking. And, 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 and then not only, not only did they like announce it, they put him in a movie. Yes. And 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 like and this whole thing with like allowing Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who I love, again, I love, but allowing him to go like try and do his nice guy, you know, like Snyder action where it's like, well, I'll rile the yeah. internet up the right way and I'll and I'll I'm the rock. I'm a good guy. I'm not gonna hire a bunch of bots to talk shit, you know, racist shit about things. Like I'll do right. it the right way. Like, oh God, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> like, yeah. Stop. But I mean, on the other hand, the flip side uh, is that we know that um, DC is kind of is trying to right the ship. Well, yeah, with I all mean, with all of that, you know, with all of that, uh, fire leads to new growth, right? right? Like, yes. so things had to burn down before they could rebuild. Absolutely. And now, the so, one I am getting tired yeah. of James Gunn apologizing to everyone. Stop doing it. Stop. You don't. You're not going to appease these jerks. You're just not going to. People are going to scream and yell. That's just how it works. You're not going to make some of these jerks happy. Stop trying. Yeah. Right. I appreciate no, I that he's doing it, but stop. There's no reason to do it. Um, worst TV. Worst nerdy TV. Mine's Obi-Wan with a, no question. I thought it was terrible. I thought it was the most- I mean, I still liked Obi-Wan. Spoon-fed, I, I get it. referential BS. And you know what made that more obvious than anything in the world? Andor. When Andor came out and went, yeah. oh, shit, this is what we can do with Star Wars television? Like, oh, my God, this is so good. Set that next to Obi-Wan and the Book of Boba Fett, both of which were just like the most referential garbage. Or just like, hey, Star Wars fans, this is so safe. Take a bite of this. It tastes really good. Here's You like Star Wars. Here's some more Star Wars. Isn't it fun? It's Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Yay. This... It was just terrible, Joe. It was terrible. And like harken back to prequel crap that I don't care about. Mess again, just putting their hand up Star Wars continuity skirt, going, I oh, don't worry. <laughs> just change this stuff. Nobody's paying attention. We're fixing it. We're fixing it. Stop. Just stop. Give me more Andor. Give me more yeah, like that. No, Andor, Andor for sure. Um Well, it's probably like one of the best, not just the best nerdy thing not just the best star wars no, like thing, one but of the best like legitimately shows. one of the best television shows I, I watched all year absolutely um absolutely i think uh so this is kind of this kind of strays from uh our 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 normal wheelhouse but i guess uh worst for me and i like i held i held out such high hopes for it <clears throat> the quantum leap reboot oh it's just garbage it is, is um, garbage. It's not good. It's not very good. But it also is and continuing this like it's a it's a sequel to well, the no. Original. I mean, it's not but I mean, continuing reboot, yeah. the theme of like, hey, did you guys like MacGyver? Here's a new MacGyver. It's terrible. Do you like Hawaii Five O? Here's a new Hawaii Five. It sucks. <laughs> you know, like, they just like we're at ideas. Uh, Quantum Leap. Let's do Quantum Leap again. Everybody loved that, right? It's garbage. Just pure garbage. Well, and I. I wanted it to be so good. You know, I wanted to believe that it could be good. And it, it's 
the acting is wooden. The characters are yeah. uninteresting. Yeah. And they are doing some things, right? They're taking some swings with like the Sam Beckett story and trying to kind of connect the two. And I respect that part of it, but it's just, it's terrible. It, it's not executed well. It's it, terrible. And so I, I, I'm, I'm pretty bummed about the quantum leap. I would put uh, the flash up there this revamp. season as well for just like limping to its death. It, the flash is just, <laughs> it should have stopped three seasons ago. It's just bad. The Whatever. CW, you don't watch it. I watched. I tried watching a few episodes. I'll just turn on while I'm working and stuff. And I was like, I'm just going to see what's going on in the flash. It's so bad, Joe. <laughs> it's, right. it's so bad. This was a good year for nerdy stuff. It yeah. was a good year for nerdy stuff. Yeah. Um, it was. We also had some stinkers. It was a bad year for nerdy stuff, too. But every year is. And uh, 2023 is going to be better. It's going to be even better. We'll see. All right. New yeah, question right. of the week. Let's we say that up. every year. Let's set this up. New question of the week. All right. This week's question comes courtesy of Mark Stern via our Discord. Mark asks, with Kevin Feige at the helm of the MCU and James Gunn taking the reins over at the DCU, name a previous comic book movie director who would be a terrible fit for studio head for either cinematic universe and why. So... To like sum that up, pick a director. For example, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro, who directed Blade Two or Hellboy. What would his Marvel or DC Cinematic Universe look like? Would it be good? Like, who's the worst director of a comic book movie to choose to be in charge? David Ayers. <laughs> David Ayer. Yeah. Uh, on like the flip side of that, one with a bullet. On the flip side of that, who would be an outside the box name? Who would give us some amazingly off the wall movies based upon their personal style? Yeah. Like David Lynch's Green Lantern or something. <laughs> now, I mean, I, I guess that kind of gets away. That gets away from like name a previous director of comic book movies that would be good that would uh, lend an off the wall style but yeah I say for that part of the question who is an out of the box choice well and I don't uh, think it- Mark's, Mark's, exam- Mark's example would be like it would be kind of fun to see how Wes Anderson would handle yeah, the MCU but I'm, you know? I'm saying name whoever you want it doesn't have to be a comic book director name any any director you want any creative person I'm fine with it let's hear what you got we'll do it next time on cover to cover might be next week might not I don't know we'll see <laughs> but for now my name is matt bob my name is joe patrick and this is the twitter nerd signing off